It's Divas That Care Radio, stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, welcome to Metaphysical Mastery, the podcast to really help you with different topics around uh, raising consciousness and spiritual awakening. So my name is Kate Nelligan, and this is a mother-daughter podcast. I'm going to introduce you here to my mom, Peggy Nelligan. I am an equine-partnered life and career coach, healer, and animal communicator, and uh, Peggy has been a facilitator at the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey for numerous years. So, Mom, go ahead and say hello. Hi. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Glad to be on here. Lots of good ideas coming. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about some good ideas. We're going to talk about uh, intuition. This is called practicing intuition, and really it is a practice. So we're going to have a couple different questions here that we're going to go through. Um, The first kind of point just to make is that everyone is intuitive. We all have this gift. Um, I know often it's said that women are more intuitive, but truly we all are. And we, our goal today is really to inspire you to connect with your intuition more and to practice developing it. So, um, Mom, what would you say is intuition? I know that's such a broad topic, but I know you have some information Mm -hmm. here about the types of intuition and also um, brainwaves and consciousness. So go ahead and share some of that with our listeners. Okay, sure. Um, I think the thing that is so important to understand is that everybody does have it, what Katie said right in the beginning. We are all born with it. It's a birthright. We're given it as humans. Um, it is sometimes called the sixth sense, and it's our ability to perceive beyond our physical senses. We're all very, you know, well aware of our five physical senses, but this is a sixth sense, and it's just the word intuition, and that's all that it is. And one of the things that Katie and I were talking about before is that one of the ways that you can develop or practice this intuition is to put yourself into an altered state. And when I started to figure out what was an altered state, it means anything other than our normal waking state. So as um, I put together the handout for the show that you can find on the Metaphysical Center website, uh, I described the four main types of brain waves that we had. Is that what you want me to address, Kate, the brain waves? Yeah, so there's different brain waves, which I'd love you to just mention what they are and talk briefly about them. Sure. Um, as I mentioned, the one that we are most aware of is the one that we have every day, and that's called the beta level. The alpha level is uh, a little bit slower than that. It, it works at a um, vibrational state of about 7 to 14 cycles per second. Then there's the theta, which is deeper, and that's when you really, like when you're falling asleep, you kind of get half in and half out. That's generally the theta level. And then the delta level is the lowest and slowest vibration, and that uh, occurs in deep sleep, deep restful healing type of sleep. So those are the four. So what, what we're talking about when you want to develop or practice your intuition, 
you want to be mostly in the alpha level. You can also be at the theta level. That that works as well. But when we talk about being in an altered state, it's altered from the beta. And so the next one down is the alpha level. I love it. And so why are the brainwaves sort of important to, as you said, it's like the altered state that we can get in where we can be more connected to our intuition, correct? That's one of the reasons why. And meditation is certainly a place to get into an altered state, correct? Absolutely, yeah. You really, um, intuition works through or that sixth sense works when you are not at the beta level. That's your everyday consciousness, your monkey mind, you're busy, you're running around doing things. And so you aren't necessarily listening to that sixth sense, to your intuition. But when you go into that slightly altered state or the alpha level, that's when you can get in touch with your intuition much more easily. And as you said, meditation is one way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I call it the difference between being and doing or going from being in the head space to more of the embodied physical space of the whole body or the and heart space. Um, and so another wave is, is talking about it through brain waves and how like that's almost like the scientific way in some ways to really understand the different levels of brainwave. And also, clearly, we get different information and guidance when we sleep, too, which is a different brain, you know, wave that we're at. So I love it. And I think there is a lot of information. There's pages of information on this in that handout that you prepared, which I love. And that will be up on the metaphysical website in the near future. Um, and so check back and uh, if you don't find it. And so there's also four, the way I always teach intuition, too, is that there's different ways we receive guidance, and um, they're through the clairs, right? So do you want to walk us through the four main clairs and, you know, how sure. people receive intuition? Sure. Um, and that clair, C-L-A-I-R, it just means clear, and it's the way we get that clear guidance. So some people get their guidance by seeing. They may see symbols or images, pictures in their mind. Um, Sometimes it's called imagination, but it's basically uh, your intuition speaking to you in a visual way, and so that's called clairvoyance. When you hear things, um, if it comes through an auditory sense, it's called clairaudience, and it may be actual words that you hear or a voice, And Katie, I I know you'll talk a little bit about that voice because that's one way that you hear, you get your guidance a lot through clairaudience. Uh, Third way is called claircognizance. And claircognizance is is a knowing. um, What You just know it. You don't know how or why you know it, but you just know it. And that's called claircognizance. And then the fourth main way is called clairsentience. And that's the feeling that you get. Sometimes it's referred to as a gut feeling. And it's, you just have an, um, inside, you know something that feels right or wrong, and that's how it comes through in that way, rather than seeing or hearing something. So that's called clairsentience. And those are the four main ways. There are others, but those are the four main ways that people actually get their information um, through their intuition. Yeah, and taste and smell are the others. But what I love is so funny because for so long, my mom and I have had this conversation that I 
I know I'm very intuitive. You feel like you're not. It's just that we receive things very differently. Like I am clairaudient. I've heard voices most of my life. The way that I discern the voice is if it's a very loving and kind voice, that's my intuition. Mm -hmm. Like the way she talks to me and I say she because I'm a she and I identify with that is that is it's a loving, kind voice. It's supportive. It always has my back. It's clear. It's direct. It's kind. It is not confusing. It's not um, negative or mean. It's not fear-based. Like people often say, well, how do I know the difference between my voice? The ego can parade as the intuition, so we do need to be careful and mindful. But ultimately, it does, it is also that feeling like this makes me feel lighter or this resonates or this feels like resonance in my body when we hear that voice. Um, and yours is clear uh, cognizance because you just have a direct knowing. And I'll always mm-hmm. say to you, how do you know that? My intuition just shared that with me. And I say shared it with me because I heard it. And you're like, you just know things and you don't know how you know it. And you're always like accurate. It's that whole like mother's always right stuff, which I think is hilarious. But it's really the intuition is always right. And one of the big things is people always say, like, oh, I wish I listened to my intuition. I've never had someone say, oh, I, w- I listened to my intuition and I regret it. That has never happened. But no. it can be hard to follow our intuition at times because we feel like we, you know, it makes us do things that we don't always fully understand or it asks us to do things that we don't always fully understand. I have great stories around that. But, you know, it's there's bravery in following the intuition. And, and then there's also that element of, uh, we often will say, oh, I wish I listened to that voice. I didn't. And I've had elements of that too where I've woken up and gotten guidance to go, you know, reach out to someone and I didn't. And I'm like, gosh, I wonder what it would have been possible if I actually did call that person that day, right? So there's there's really – and I found my cats through listening to the voice that said go to Subway and there were my kittens. And, it, you know, there's just so much cool stuff that can happen. So this brings us into our next question. Like why do we actually want to practice intuition, practice connecting to it? Well, there there are basically um, the main reason that we want to pay attention to our intuition is that it gives us guidance. And that's what we're all looking for. We all want guidance about, it can be something very simple, you know, mundane, what am I going to do for dinner tonight? Or it can be something I'm thinking about changing my job. Um, I wonder what my intuition has to say about that. And when you have developed your intuition and you're practicing it and you do listen to it, you will get the answers. It may not come through, you know, like a piece of paper that says, you know, move here or go there or do that. Like you you heard it clearly, stop at Subway. And they're like, but I don't go to Subway. Why? Stop at Subway. And so she did. And that's where, you know, her cat showed up for her. But we want the guidance um, in for one reason or another. And it's basically our higher self that's and that's what we need to be listening to. So the guidance is the main reason that we develop it. Yeah, and there is I mean we could go on and into all these different ways of this, but there is the way we're talking about intuition today is your higher self. It's the part of you that's connected to all that is, to source, to whatever your word is, universe, God, however you'd like to describe it. But ultimately, it is that higher self version of yourself that has more information, awareness, 
knows your past lives, future lives, knows a lot. And then there's also the, like, mm-hmm. I also hear guides, which is different, different form of intuition, which is hearing guides that are with me, hearing the archangels, hearing animals. There's a lot of that level that I tap into, too. But the most important, in my opinion, is that intuition inside. We both, my mom and I went to the University of Santa Monica and got our master's in spiritual psychology. And they really, this is, I think, in my opinion, the biggest gift that they give through that program is getting you in touch with your, they call it an inner counselor. Um, But it is that intuitive voice inside. And I named mine, which is why my coaching business was first called Conscious Rockstar, because that was the name of my intuition. And I do say, like, start to, I call it a name, create a name for this higher self version of yourself, because then you really develop a relationship with it and a friendship. And just like any relationship, you do have to practice the cultivation of it for it to grow and for it to get better. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to water it, you have to attend to it for it to actually grow. So. I also find one of the reasons that we need to practice intuition is because it's practical, right? Like it has saved me money, time. I found lost items because I'll be like, where's such and such? And then I'll get like, I'll either hear it's so it's there or I'll see a picture because I've really developed more clairvoyance and I'll see a picture of where it is and I'll go to there and oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, and I always say thank your intuition, right, is the way you would think mm-hmm. um, a beloved friend. So, yeah, it it is so practical to have intuition as well. And honestly, like, some of the highest level CEOs, they, the, the smartest ones are consulting intuitives for guidance of, like, what is for the highest mm-hmm. good for different business practices and agreements and deals and whatnot. And I, I just think it's super practical. And, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about helping people connect in their intuition. In addition to it's really the best relationship you can have on the planet, right? It's the most loving, unconditionally mm-hmm. loving, connected, present relationship that you can have because it's, it is that higher version, right? It's higher consciousness. And so right. that is so it's powerful. beyond the ego. Right? Yeah. Yes, beyond the ego. So that's why we can count on it. Well, and you can even, I mean, I was an atheist for so long, which is still so wild to me. And even if you're not connected to a certain, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't connected to God or anything in particular. And I still was cultivating intuition, right? So I think it's, it's I love how it's a non-religious thing. And it's also not even really a spiritual thing. It's just this very incredible part of us that we can cultivate and really practice like okay how do we receive information so let's talk about how we can develop it um i think it's really important to know some practices and you have like a bunch more than i even had Mm -hmm. known about to develop Mm -hmm. and grow the intuition yeah i think again I, i guess to start everything is to make sure that you're in an altered state because that's really where you're going to tap into your intuition. So that's the very first thing to always do. And there are a number of different ways that you can get into that altered state. Simple things like breathing. Just watch your breath. Um, Take three deep breaths. What that automatically does is it brings you from that beta level of brainwave and awareness into an altered state. So watching your breath, taking three deep breaths, there are techniques like counting, counting backwards. There's an excellent program um, called Silver Mind Development, and they have several different techniques, but counting is certainly one way to do it, counting back from uh, 10 to 1, like you're going down in an elevator and visualize 
again, you're visualizing, you're using imagination, you're using your intuition. And we don't often think of it that way, but that's what you're doing. So um, counting is something that you can do. And there are several others that you can use to put yourself in the altered state. And the handout that I that I am making available for you on the website will list several of those. I don't need to go into more of them right now, I don't think. But but definitely getting in an altered state is the first piece to do that. And then the second one, Katie, you mentioned it already, it's practice. You've got to practice um, using your intuition. It, it has to be something, if it's important to you, it's like anything. Like if you want to be, you know, a good tennis player, you have to practice. Piano player, you have to practice. And the same thing is, is using your intuition. You must practice it. So so those are the first two things that you do. And then I think the third most important thing is get feedback. Because one of the problems that I've personally have, and a lot of people I know, is we don't trust it. <laughs> we don't trust the intuition. It's like, I don't know where that's coming from. And so what happens is, is if you get feedback from a situation, you'll know whether it's accurate or whether you're really just making it up. And the more you practice it and the more you get feedback, you realize you're not making it up. It really is coming through to you. So I think that's um, an important thing. And then there are different ways you can get feedback as well. Yeah, and I would imagine that you're – confidence in your intuition has grown as I've said to you like oh my intuition just shared that with me right when you give me information Mm -hmm. that you're getting as direct knowing because I think the way yours works is you'll just open your mouth and like say stuff and not even know where it comes from right and you'll be like oh I think (laughs) that's going on with so-and-so and And I'm like that's exactly what's going on with so-and-so how did you know that right like you know and you just know. So, um, and then you get the feedback from me that like, I got the same thing. So there's some confirmation mm-hmm. and validation of it. Right. That's, that's exactly what it is, the feedback. And so one thing that you can do, um, I know you do this a lot, Kate, is every day, just write down, just sit down with a piece of paper and a, and a pen and start writing. You may think it's just gibberish coming out, but write it down anyway. Give yourself five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it works for you, and just write what comes to you as you're sitting there. Remember, first you're in the altered state, and then you actually go ahead and do some writing. And then put it away. You don't have to do anything with it. But you will be amazed when you look back at it and you'll say, wow, that's pretty good stuff, and I can't believe it came out of me. And that it is. It's from your intuition. So writing things down will definitely be a way that you can practice or develop your intuition. And another one is just what we were talking about, partner with somebody. Um, Try an exercise. Try saying something, sit with another person or do it on the phone and, you know, ask each other what you're you're thinking of, what's going on, and see how accurate it will be. You're practicing. It's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's just a practice. But if you have – if you say something – and a partner that you're working with confirms it, you know that you're on the right track. And that's the important thing is, is to actually get that feedback. So partnering is a good way also. Yeah, and this is what we do, like, in animal communication and nature communication classes that I've held and taught. It's like getting people to practice 
you know, seeing a photo and then writing down what they're getting intuitively from that animal. Um, we, I think you and I did it at Brian Weiss's class where, like, you held someone's wallet and you were able to, mm-hmm. like, oracle into that. Certainly oracle cards. Like, I have a card deck um, coming out called Awakening with Equines, and that's another way that you can gather, like, visual images. You can oracle, which essentially means you go into it as a portal to greater information, right? Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, I know a lot of people develop through meditation. Mine came through what we did at USM, which is self-counseling, that writing, like you write to your intuition, which is what I'm having um, the women in my certification for equine coaching certification do is really counsel themselves and facilitate themselves through challenges that they're having or, you know, things they want to talk about, but really with their own inner intuition and that voice. And it's just so, like, for me, the greatest gift of developing intuition has been, like, if I go through something challenging, I am so there for myself, like, because of that voice and because of that connection. So I feel like I can get through anything because I have that voice. So it gives me resiliency. It gives me unconditional love. It gives me um, you know, the guidance and connection, connection to oneness, connection to just feeling like I, like where everything is connected, which is a, just a wonderful feeling mm-hmm. that people often are seeking, right? So the oneness, um, just the connection with the oneness. Yeah, and the thing here to mention is that in the beginning it helps to have an intentional altered state, and I want to be really clear that that does not mean So plant medicine has become big. Obviously, that is a way that some people do it. You know, I just go out in nature as already being in a natural rhythm and and space or being with animals, which helps me kind of get into an altered state because the animals feel like they're in an altered state to me. So I just match that and go there. That's what helps me the most. Um, But it's not necessarily you have to take something or do something Mm -hmm. to create an altered state. You can move. I will literally be on email and move in and out of altered states. Like I will feel pulsing and vibrational energies come over me that just feel like bliss and peace as I'm working at my desk. And it's happened for years Mm -hmm. now because I cultivate it so much. And, like, from showering is another one. Like, I I always tell people being around water, that even just being in certain places can be an altered state. We don't necessarily have to, like, work for it or, like, be super Mm -hmm. intentional about it. And as we grow intuition, we also come in and out of these spaces all the time. Like, so for me, I don't need to meditate. Right, I just get information all the time because I'm living it mm-hmm. and I'm committed to it, and that's another piece yeah. of being committed to it. So, um, and we can have breaks with our intuition and then go out of commitment to it, and that's okay too. That happened to me last year where I just shut down intuition for a little bit because I just I, I had a hard time with it, and then I was able over time to come back to it. So, sorry, you were going to share something. No, I was just going to say when you were saying go in and out, you know, we do that on a natural daily basis, all of us. We go from beta to alpha brainwaves constantly all day long. And, you know, when you're, if you're busy standing at the sink and you're doing dishes, your mind kind of wanders. That's the altered state from here I am, I'm washing the dishes and I've got to get, you know, the Brillo pad and get this. You know, that's the beta state. The altered state is where you just, you're still doing what you're doing but you are now in another place. And you, you may have, it happened to me, I can remember this many times, you're driving 
and your mind starts to wander, and all of a sudden you look at the odometer and you're like, oh my God, where did those last 10 miles go? I'm not even sure. You're still driving. You're still paying attention to the road and so on. But what's happening is is your consciousness is at is an altered place. That's what we're talking about here. So you're right. You don't have to take any kind of, you know, any medicine, drugs, anything to get there. It's just a matter of it, it happens normally, regularly, every day. But we're talking about a conscious effort to develop that altered state so that you can get in touch with your intuition more quickly. So remind everyone again, what is the name of that altered state? Like what's the first brainwave again that you go into? Alpha. We we start with theta. That's our consciousness. But alpha, alpha is the one we go down. And then theta is where you're, you know, a little bit more. Theta is what happens when you're driving and you don't know where the last 10 miles went. <laughs> You've really gone as far as theta. Um, but alpha is basically just if you take a deep breath and it just slows you down from where you're at, then your, your brain waves have slowed down. It's a matter of slowing the vibrations. That's all it is. They, they each have different numbers, you know, from a scientific mm-hmm. point of view where they are. So that's all it is. Well, I love it. And the horses will often come up and ask people to breathe with them and breathe next to them Mm -hmm. as ways of reminding us to shift into those spaces. And I certainly love doing that work with them. It helps me the most. And we definitely don't recommend you start practicing intuition while driving, so to speak. Like, but I Exactly. That's not part of the practice. (laughs) Well, the other thing that I really should mention that came in when we were preparing for this is that truly... For me, my intuition is strongest when I'm a well-oiled human body, like human being. Mm-hmm. And so, like, well-rested, better intuition, watered, literally hydrated, mm-hmm. um, fed, you know, like, and, and good foods. Like, the more I've cleaned up my food, you know, there's certain foods I just won't eat because – I like having the the clean channel and the clarity and like I can just tell that certain foods or, or drinks will actually change or lower my vibration and I don't pop in and out of these states uh, because of that. So I think it's really important too, like as we start to consider this to like clean things up energetically and physically and to feel like the self-care is actually a precursor, I think, to strong intuition. That That's something that came in mm-hmm. that wanted to be shared here today. Um, okay, so we are moving right along. We're going to go over 30 minutes yeah. today because there's so much information we want to give you guys. There so, are. Um, how also, we talked a little bit about this, but, like, how do we learn to trust it and feel more confident besides just the feedback? Do you have other ideas on that? Well, again, I, I use the word feedback, but it doesn't have to necessarily be with a partner or another person. But if you're just play with it, you know, when you play with your intuition, that's really one of the keys to making this work so easily. Um, and one of the things you can do if you watch game shows, do you watch Jeopardy or, you know, Wheel of Fortune or something? If you watch a game show, predict what the answer will be before the answer is said. Immediately, you'll know whether you're right or wrong. Predict mm-hmm. if the phone rings who you think it might be and just play those games um, so that eventually you'll realize, oh, wow, you know, four out of five times I got that right answer, you know, and, and then you begin to actually then value what you're getting. Um, so I, I use the word test yourself, but and you already mentioned psychometry, holding something and seeing just seeing what you get from that when and if it's something that you know a person that you're talking about you already have that 
piece in front of you, they can tell you whether you're right or wrong. Um, as you're, as you're, because all you're doing is you're getting impressions from them. Because remember, we're all connected in one way or another. Mm-hmm. We're all connected. So. Well, and we're connected to all that is and all the information. Like that's what the Akashic records are, where you're able to access past lives and what's been said and all of that. So, yeah, and also, you know, I think it's important to to have, like one thing I didn't even think to mention until the second is it's good to have permission if you're going to be tapping into someone else's energy field. You know, I always ask the animals if I can talk to them. I always have their their parents' permission to be able to talk to them. Because, like, I remember once I was hiking with a friend who's very intuitive and one of my mentors, and all of a sudden I could feel her reading my energy. And I just turned to her and I said, stop reading my energy. <laughs> She's like, you're right, I should have asked. I said, if you want to know what's going on with me, I'll tell you. But you don't need to be in my field <laughs> like that. And so I think it's important, too, that, like, you know, that we do ask for permission, we have respect around intuition, especially if we're going to be going into tapping into someone else's energy or, you know, trying to figure out what's going on and or that we, um, you know, remote viewing is a whole nother one. There's so many layers of intuition. Like there's still so many superpowers that I myself have yet to fully grasp because I am in the 3D world so much as a business owner that, but the whole 5D space you know, where the horses and the animals really are, in my mind, they're riding between the worlds of 3D and 5D. So they're able to go into altered states all the time. And I always call mm-hmm. it they're just meditating all the time because it is the easiest way to describe it. But ultimately, they can help us travel between these worlds faster, too, when we spend time with them and we commit to just doing nothing with them. We're not going to get it if we're always like I've got to ride and I've got to do X or Y and have an agenda like but if we can just sit and be with animals we can get this actually really fast I know the number one thing Mm -hmm. that's grown my intuition is being with animals 100% which is why I want it for others but you mentioned the games and I do love it I call it intuition games we did that actually as Mm -hmm. part of one of the classes in the certification program is playing intuition games and it's okay to get things wrong at first or to not know like, I gave people the exercise of, like, I was thinking of looking to see if it was something. And no one necessarily got the exact place because it was this really specific random place. But they got the elements of, like, oh, I'm seeing the rocks there. And I'm seeing, you know, or I'm feeling this exotic energy. And, like, so it was really neat that they got elements of it. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, there's a lot of, in my opinion, just setting your intention. My intention is mm-hmm. to connect my intuition. My intention is to trust. Part of the reason I trust so much with the animal communication is because I'm guided by love. Like, I'm in my heart space when I talk to animals, which is just, I love you. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. It's not about getting it right. I do always set the intention to receive accurately, but it's really, it's really about allowing myself to get fully out of the way so that I'm just in this intuitive space and and the love is really my entry point it was what when my gifts turned on with animal communication it was through just this huge expansion of love and heart space and you've studied heart math a decent amount because that's also a huge piece mm-hmm. right to be able to pull absolutely. it more absolutely yeah what Definitely. would you say is your biggest takeaway <laughs> from all of that from from the heart math program? Yeah, it, yeah, and being able to grow knowing through that space because you've said you did your PhD on the heart, right? 
Absolutely, and that's why I think it is critical, you know, because you, you mentioned, I think, the last time that having three brains, but we so often rely on, as adults, we rely on our left brain, the left side of our hemisphere. And children, you know, up until the age of four, most of them are in the delta, I mean, sorry, in the, yeah, in the delta state. And then, you know, up till the time about seven, they're, they're still in the theta brainwaves it predominantly not always but predominantly and then as they get older um, between the ages of roughly 7 and 14 they begin to move more into the alpha state and those are the creative years that you know that's where creativity is is really most prominent but what happens when you as we get older we really jump in we you know either we put down we get put down for our intuitive hits and so we start or we don't use our right brain as much. And so we are really focusing more on the left as adults. And when you go into your heart, that's definitely connected with your right side of your brain. So that's where, you know, we're able to balance that out. If you can, you know, go with the gut feeling in your third brain, go with your heart intuition and use your right brain more often. I think you'd be in great shape for developing into, not for developing, but for practicing your intuition. You know, that's really where it has to come from. Yeah, and one other thing we did, like, in our master's program is we wrote with our non-dominant hand, which is really physically somewhat challenging, but that actually connects us to the inner child or younger versions Mm -hmm. of ourselves or even the intuition because it's it's not, you know, we're so, we have so many neural pathways about doing things a certain way, and we are in a culture of such a heady society where we value the brain so much, the head brain. And what I love is that we're, as a society, starting and going to more so value the heart brain, the gut brain, the, the embodied, fully embodied um and what I love is that there are so many ways to get there. Like I was presenting mm-hmm. last night and there was someone who was a somatic um, practitioner and it was just like, hey, like if you start to get angry, can you let, can you visualize your body melting and oozing honey? And I'm like, oh, this is so cool and it can shift so fast, right? So there is a little bit of like fake it till you make it. I am a huge fan of practicing and really starting to form confidence before obviously ever doing this as a practitioner. There's lots of different trainings and ways to develop intuition. There's lots of different levels and practices. Like I can't see or read auras because I have some of my clairvoyant stuff shut down. Um, and that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. But I find it fascinating when people can, like, see colors around people. I'm like, how cool. Like, and then I had an intention to actually see colors more, and now I see them more. I have to close my eyes. I don't see them with them open. But, wanna, you know, I just got inspired by that. I'm like, okay, my intention's for that. So you can just set an intention, too. My intention's to hear my guidance more and then listen. My intention's to hear the animals more and then listen. And and that listening is that open, receptive state. I find sometimes that if we are not great receivers, intuition can be a harder practice. So we get to really work on surrendering, letting go, receiving, um, and then it gets better <laughs> and better. Mm-hmm. Right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things, real quick, I just wanted, when you were talking about not seeing the auras, one of the techniques that I was given a training in or an experience when 
when you're in nature, look at the outlines of the trees. You will begin to see the auras. It's pretty and amazing. And also squinting your eyes. Squinting your eyes, too. <laughs> yeah, that helps, too. Yeah? Yeah. There's so. a lot of things that the body needs to break its patternings, right? Which is, mm-hmm. so, yeah. like, for me, showering is a big one because it just breaks stuff really quickly. Washing hands, washing a face, um, putting my feet in water. Like, those can just break, you know, putting my bare feet on grass. Like, it breaks that general go-go you know, left or left brain, you know, patterning mm-hmm. that we kind of right. have. So, yeah, um, I love it. Well, I hope we're get. I feel yeah. like we're giving a bunch of good tools and activities and ways that you can start to just play with this and go where you're drawn. You might be drawn to rocks and crystals. You might be drawn to, you know, working with your intuition right before, right after the sleep state. That's another great place to play with it and practice. I use mm-hmm. elements, clearly water, earth, animals you know um not mm-hmm. use but like i partner with those elements to understand uh more of getting in touch with my higher higher self my higher senses um mm-hmm. okay so kind of is there anything else because i have like one closing question but is there anything else you want to share that we haven't yet shared there's so much in this handout it's like nine pages and i i just love um it. But I, I, and we, you talk about how kids are pretty open and intuitive. I say the same about animals. It's, they're just so, mm-hmm. you know, there's no shoulds and there's nothing that got shut down, like as stuff does, right? When we're so tapped in because yeah, people in the didn't past get have been scared. They're scared yeah. of intuition, people in the past, right? Like yeah. I worked in corporate America and it was act recently in the last few years, it was actively shut down because they were scared of the power that I would know stuff without them having shared it because <laughs> I've just tapped in. And so, like, it's okay to have the fear and do it anyways and to feel the fear and do it anyways. It's okay if someone else is not okay with your intuition. There are people that are, right? Find your tribe, find mm-hmm. your group, find your people. The Metaphysical Center of New Jersey is, is super woo, and also very practical, so that might be a tribe for you. Um, certainly, I love all of it, so anyone can come talk to me about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's important, right, to have community when you start to play with these things, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely, yep. Yeah. It's part of the, so any, the connection that we have. So. Yeah, well, it feels good to feel validated and confirmed, right, in so many of these mm-hmm. ways. And then the confidence can grow and the trust can grow. And I'm a huge fan of being really grateful, especially when we are hearing or being with our guides in particular. And and there's different guides that we can feel drawn to. And, like, we can have the animal guides. We can have the archangel guides. We can have the ascended masters as guides. We can have um, um, past yeah, exactly. Past loved ones or ancestors, right? There's a lot of different pieces here. And the thing that I've always loved in all the, because I've done like five or six animal communication trainings at this point, um, and I'm different practitioners and different intuition trainings as well. I've worked with mediums myself. I've practiced mediumship myself, like all these different pieces that are intuitive. Like it's really good 
to just share what you're getting, even if you don't understand it, even if it doesn't make sense to you. And I can't tell you how many times in animal communication sessions where I've said something and I'm like, I don't know I'm getting this. I don't know what this means, <laughs> but I'm going to share it with you. And I'm willing to share it. And then what happens is usually, even if it doesn't land right away, two days later, someone's like, you're never going to believe what just happened. <laughs> and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did, I did see that coming. Or, oh, that did manifest. And, oh, that's, or, you know, someone walks into the barn and they're like, oh, that thing you mentioned is right there. And I hadn't noticed it. And the other thing we can do, too, with our intuition, especially after someone's passed, is ask for signs. Right. And that's another way to grow intuition is to now we could do a whole class, which maybe we will on signs and signals and clues. And, you know, certainly one of mm. your best friends will book on that. So maybe mm-hmm. we bring her on at some point. But ultimately, those can also get confusing at times. But at first, even just picking one sign can help you feel connected to your intuition, too. Like intuition send me this one sign. And then that you grow that. Right. And that's a nice way mm-hmm. to connect, too. So. Clearly, I'm passionate and can talk about this forever. So let's let's wrap it up here. Um, uh, Why is it important that we do hire intuitives sometimes and work with them? Because the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey has done a yearly fair with psychics, and and they're booked. Like, you've like, 10 psychics, and they're booked all day for two days. It's incredible. Or you guys have been doing virtual ones. You just did one a couple months ago I was part of, and um, I actually did a session with someone myself and then referred, uh, does astrocartography, referred, you know, a few people to him. So why is it important to work? I have my own Akashic Records reader who I work with. Lately, it's been frequently. So what... um, why is it important, would you say, to have to hire intuitives and work with them sometimes? Well, I think, you know, like any professional, somebody who does something, you know, if you if I'm doing it, say, for example, I'm just, I'm a beginner. I am just exploring. So I am not as, um, I can't count on my response being as accurate. as. But when you go to a professional, if, you know, if you want to go to a medical intuitive, you're going to get a very different type of a reading than if you go to me or somebody else and say, well, what do you think I have? <laughs> you know, it's a whole different. You're really talking a professional level. It's there, these are, this is there's the skill that they have honed and they use it in their lives all the time. So I think being um, connecting with a professional psychic is, is a good thing. As long as you're, you know, as long as you're aware um, that you're using somebody who is, we we say we vet everybody in the metaphysical center. Any um, psychic that we have, they have been vetted um, so that we know that they're accurate and we don't use, there are some people we haven't used because their accuracy isn't that good. Whereas the ones we recommend, and we have a number of them, I think we have a dozen of them up on the website right now that we recommend um, because they've all been vetted. And you don't want to just go get, you know, the gypsy reader down at the corner no. will want you to come back 10 times, yes. you know? <laughs> I have done that, and they have said the craziest stuff to me that is not true, and it's stuck with me for yes. years. So there is, that's the shadow dark side of this space that we do, you know, you can't just go to anyone. You really want a referral, a recommendation, or you want to go to an organization that's vetted. I've had intuitives tell me my accuracy is at 95% or above. You know, the animal communication, I like to say, think it's even higher. But 
um, ultimately, it's, it really is important. And know that sometimes people do have off days, like, you know, and mm-hmm. like the best intuitives will say to you, like, you know, it, you still need to run it by your own intuition as well. And I love when people are like, oh, thanks, it's really validating what I was already thinking or feeling. And I'm like, great, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not becoming dependent on any of this or any of these people because really we have all these gifts inside, literally all of them. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of sometimes we're a little too emotionally connected to something that we ourselves can't see it or feel it or hear it, that we need help and support. And sometimes just getting the information, yeah, and sometimes just getting the information can validate and make you feel better. And sometimes also it can, just hearing the information can change it. Like for me, the Akashics, just hearing some of the information changed the actual reality of it so that I could have more compassion I could let go. And so that's also the power of doing it too. Um, and for intuitives to also really know their lane and what's good, I refer out for lost animals. It's not something I want to do. I don't even know if I'm good at it. I've never played with it, right? But it's like um, ultimately I think, you know, it's really important to to vet, do your homework, get referrals, all that good stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, feel free to reach out to um, uh, my mom, Peggy Nelligan, for the Metaphysical Center of New Jersey if you are interested in more. Um, this handbook will be up there for free to download in the near future. And uh, the psychic fairs come up frequently, so you can get grab on, get yeah, on their list. We've, so actually, we've so. got another. Exactly. We've got another one that uh, we're planning for the end of September. So oh, great. we'll get some information out on that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.